Hello and welcome to another fun-packed edition of Open All Ours, the QPR podcast. Tonight, I'm going to let everyone introduce themselves. To my left... Oh, hello, yeah, I'm Chris Charles. I forgot dyslexia shouldn't do them sort of jokes. To my right... Uh, Clive Whittingham from Love for Words, semi-regular. And sitting beside... After, you've been away for a while, haven't you? But carry on, and introduce yourself to the, to the widening public. It's Gemma Fumagalli or Tamagotchi or whatever Paul wants to call me tonight. That's why everybody introduced themselves. <laughs> right. You, you can contact us on Facebook, Twitter, by using QPR New Pod. Um, or just search it. We're out there. Please come and give us your comments, good or bad or indifferent, and find ways of avoiding talking about the games. Right. Ah. Well, go on, Chris. Yeah, you want me to start, do you? I mean, do you That's think... Before, before I start, do you think, like... I was just taking this in the way here, and I'm not taking the piss out of me on side, but I am kind of, I suppose. But you know the way you get those things that say, um, a dog is just not for Christmas? It was like you could get stickers, QPR, the Christmas gift that keeps on giving, even without Christmas, on the back of your car. Because we do seem to be giving away games very easily. Yeah, we're the Santa Claus of the championship. Or are we being rather harsh because we should be letting the fella bed in before we start criticising? Chris, over to you. <sighs> Well, I mean, I'm certainly not in the sack him after six games brigade. Mm. Um, <laughs> so let's get that out of the way to start with. Um, yeah, and let's not pretend it's been easy few weeks. I think, I think Norwich, I think we're always going to win that game because everyone was so up for it, everyone was so pumped. And it did help they were down to 10 men. And yes, we were hanging on at the end, but then, you know, it wouldn't be QPR without some last-minute drama. But yeah, the last five games, although, you know, we showed promise against Derby... We haven't been terrible, but did, well, Clive, Clive's going to address that in a second. <laughs> but we just, we, yeah, I mean, in the final third, we just completely lacking ideas. And I don't know how many, well, we scored two goals in his first game. And how many have we scored since then? No. One, one in? Oh, uh, yeah, late one against, late one against yeah. uh, Wolves. Um, and yeah, starting McConnell Washington is clearly... Not the ideal scenario, and I think Holloway said that himself, as I recall, when he took over the job. So he's at the podcast, isn't he? Yeah, he doesn't like playing them by himself. He's not. A lone, sorry, he's not a lone, not lone striker. But is that the problem, Clive? Is it? Is it service to the strikers? Is it the strikers? Is it the defenders? Is it collective? Christ, mate! There's so many problems. That, like you, I don't think you can put it down to just just one thing because we keep changing the manager and we keep changing the players and the results remain bad. So I don't think you can just say you know, we're not supplying the strikers or whatever. Um, it is interesting that, you know, various combinations haven't been... It is interesting, like you say, that Connor Washington's playing up front by himself when Holloway himself said that that doesn't work. It obviously doesn't. Um, so I think there's obviously things going on with Silla um, off the pitch since Holloway's come in. We, you know, we're obviously not party to, but that seems odd. Um, well, he did say, I, I recall him saying, he was sort of making a joke... When we when we when we did that uh, podcast, just saying it doesn't move he doesn't move about much, does he? You know, as, as if to say he needs to get sort of cheer himself up and get. They're more not involved. getting on. I think is okay. Because he's not turning up to training. It's the diplomatic oh, sounds of the press conference yesterday. What did they actually say in that? So it was on the Sky One after the game, and um, Ollie said there was a question about Silla, and he said something like, 
well, how can I pick him? How can I pick someone for the full 90 minutes if they don't train more than once a week? Or he's only trained four times, how can I pick him? Okay. So it, was a, it wasn't a he's come back from injury kind of comment. It was a the guy's not training. So I, how can I justify putting him in the starting lineup if he's not training properly? He said, I think he said he'd trained once last week. Yeah, welcome home to the Madhouse, Ian. There's something going on with both him and with Poulter because Holloway himself has said Washington up front by himself doesn't work. Mm. And yet he's, here we are, like six games in, with Washington up front by himself. So, you know, there's, you know, when you ask what the problem is, there's hundreds of problems, that's, and that's just one of them. I do wonder if Holloway's trying to run before he can walk a little bit. Because, what way? Well, I thought you could see a little bit against Derby and a little more against Villa about what he was talking about with the split, where we, from every goal kick, we split right across the pitch. Mm. And we start and, you know, you have to be brave and get on the ball and pass through the pitch. Um, and I thought you could see that against Derby a little bit and you could see it against Villa a little bit more. But that's quite a sort of bold tactic to employ, like straight off the bat, coming in with somebody else's team mid-season. Um, and new managers that come in in this situation often talk about going back to basics. You know, let's, you know, we'll make training more intensive, we'll get them fitter, we'll stop conceding goals, our set pieces will be bob on. And Holloway's come in and basically said, we're going to play like, well, you know, not we're not going to play like Barcelona, but that sort of thing. I want it to be like my old Blackpool team. Yeah, and he's that's mentioned team- Blackpool a lot, hasn't he? Um- yeah, and that's, I think that's interesting. Dave Mack made a good point last week that he keeps talking about his time at Blackpool as opposed to his previous time at QPR. But if you look at what he took over at Blackpool, he came in at the end of a previous season, so he had a whole summer to do what he wanted to do. For, that's the first difference. The second difference is he took over a team that had been on the up for several seasons. It had got promoted, it consolidated in the championship, and its previous manager had been taken by another club. And th- so that's a, the second difference. And the third difference is a lot of the players that Holloway subsequently took to the Premier League were already there. Charlie Adam, David Vaughan, DJ Campbell, Brett Ormerod, Everett, Taylor Fletcher, that Blackpool Premier League team, he inherited that. Mm. So it's different to coming into a team mid-season that hasn't been doing well for a long period of time. Um, so I, I, it's a bold approach that he's taken and it's not working at the minute. Mm. It was, I found it slightly worrying yesterday. He said in this that press conference something like, "Well, I've tried. I'm trying everything. I'm, tr- I'm trying every formation. I'm trying everything, and nothing's working." Fans won a four-four-two is what he said as well, wasn't uh, it? Yeah, and I, I thought, oh dear. <laughs> it, it's it's a weird one because I, I watched the game yesterday, like we all did, and at times we, we, we you know when the save when Smithies did that save, I'm thinking this is it, this yeah. is the moment, this is this yeah. is yes. this is our that's a turning point. Yeah, the, I can see the light from the tunnel. It's I meant can to see be. It, like, yeah, it, it, they will embrace this, they will inhale this, and they will mm. go forward and attack. It turned out to be a train coming the other way again. Ah, as always. <laughs> um, and it, it's kind of like, and, and we keep saying, don't we? We need a spark. There's just something that needs to happen because. The, whether you spend money or not, the, the players we've got clearly are, are not rubbish. They're, they're decent enough players. So, what is it with QPR that people just don't? I mean, but Ben Wilson's Brentford's captain, sorry. Still, no, Lynch Lynch was Huddersfield's, mm-hmm. yet we like leadership and we already had new. Ah! Sorry. Um, I hit the phone. Um, so, sorry about that. Uh, anyone with delicate ears, I do apologise. Anyway, so, what is it? Well, I mean, do we think our players are better than they actually are, first of all? Oh, they I mean, behaved. we're all saying that they're, they're, they're great players, but really, what, what have they done to justify that tag? I know, I know you're quite vocal on Cherry, Paul, as in you don't quite, you don't quite get 
the hype with him. I don't. I, 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 you know, I see the the, the, the media team put lovely videos of him hitting lovely free kicks and training, and there's no doubt about it, the bloke is quality. We've seen that from the past. He's we've got ability, but his his set pieces and, and corners are abysmal of late. I don't know whether his head's dropped or we put too much on his shoulders that he came into a team with players who weren't as good as he thought. I don't know. I mean, no, I think when he's overhyped, like so many things at QPR are, okay. you know, I think he's, he's almost certainly low on confidence, like being told you're the team's best I player. I think that's the overwhelming mm. problem with mm. Terry that shouts to me is, is the confidence and, and he looks like he's carrying a lot of pressure. And, and maybe he just is a player that really, really copes badly with that. Mm. Being told over and over again you're the best player in the team must put a lot of sort of weight on his shoulders. And the corners are a good point because he did, he does take a lovely corner, but he doesn't at the minute. And you can just sort of see him approaching it as a, it's going to be another bad one, they're going to get on my case again. I think it's a confidence and you know thing. he's not that bad. I mean, he's not that bad. Mm. No, he's He's a decent player, but he's not. If you want a best player in the team, he's not Adel to Rab, does he? I mean, no, I mean, Akupia are crying out for somebody. But what would Adel Somebody be like? like that since he left. I'd like to see this team tried with Silla or Poulter and Washington. Yeah. And Shadipo on one side, and either Cherry on the other side cutting in, or Sholek or one of the others, and Cousins and Luongo as the two midfielders, box to box. Yeah. Try that, and if that doesn't work, then we have to start accepting that maybe this team just isn't very good. And what would your back four be? Pretty much what it is, what okay. it is at the minute. I mean, I'd love to pick Jack Robinson all the time, but he yeah. just can't get fit, can he? So you kind of have to write would him you, off. Would, would you call back Furlong and Doherty? I might call back Doherty. I don't think Furlong's ready. Okay. What Neither about, does Sean Derry. Doesn't either. And what about the the elephant in the room? It is Emmanuel Thomas, who's oh yeah, well only because he's the size of an elephant. No, leave him where he is. Leave him where he is. Okay, boys. you don't think it's worth giving him another go on the Holloway? Well, it, right? you know, we he, need. He's, to, our, we he's need... our best scorer on on, on uh, has got the the best record on stats. I think it's um, five in fifteen, mm. so one in three, which is which is far better than any of the other strikers. I think he's the one you need to call back for one game. And then send away again, and then call him back. <laughs> away. I, just, I think he, he he does well when he hasn't played. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, you don't you don't call him back around Christmas after what happened last year, which is why he got sent away. The famous Christmas birthday party. That's basically why he, that's ended his time yeah. at QPR. That one. So you don't definitely don't call him back. But, now but, we but, need someone to play up front alongside many Washington. Are, are saying hello, Clive. What what happened at the party? Well, he had one of uh, one of his swazzy get-togethers for his birthday <laughs> this, this time this time last year, where it was uh, lads get uh, girls get him free and lads pay you like fifty quid or whatever, and he took quite a few of the QPR youth team there, and it didn't go down very well with the hierarchy. <laughs> there are so the many people. There are so many people laughing at this point. Not your lawyer, I suspect. <laughs> no, no, I um, we we have obviously got one that's very good. Um, Going to need to be anyway. Clive Whitnam, love for words. You can find him there. Like <laughs> the a PO box. So <laughs> when you say you keep the defence as it is, would you be tempted to put Grant Hall back in there in his in his maybe. position? Maybe, but it's, I, I, he's a player. It's quite confusing because he was like our player of the season. He was he he looked like the, the you know our yes. best the best player in the team by country mile, and then his his form suddenly dipped. Now he's playing in midfield, which I don't. That's quite pure get, Holloway, isn't it? That's yeah. Matthew Rose and Steve Palmer yeah. revisited that. But one. he started off with the round pegs in round holes against Norwich. Yeah, and, that's, and that, oh, that that's the it. really frustrating thing. We all looked. I remember how optimistic and happy yeah. we were oh. after that Norwich game on this podcast because we're like miraculous square, you know, round pegs in round holes, yeah. and immediately it's gone away from that all over the. I thought the Villa goal, if we're talking about the defence, was Lynch's fault. I know everyone wants to talk about Smithies getting beaten his near yeah. post, but Lynch had gone the wrong side of his man and got rolled three times before that. I was That's like, right. 
it's just not learning from its mistakes, is it? But like then a few, week, few weeks ago, people were saying, you know, Lynch is Lynch I is think Lynch is a good player, but he didn't learn from his mistakes yeah. on Sunday. He did. Perch didn't learn from that mistake at Ipswich. Got sent off for the same thing. Yeah. We don't learn that Washington. We just don't learn from our own mistakes. I think one of the big problems we seem to have is that we've got we we go every season this last few years. So the defence was wrong. Everything we we focus on one area. The dis- defence disaster. So then yeah. we sort of fix that. Meanwhile, the midfield fell apart. Then we sort of fix the midfield, nothing up front. And we've gone from, we said, right, we don't want any players that don't care about the team. Let's get rid of all the players that are just here for the money. So we get rid of all the players, more or less, who are here for the money. And we get a load of players who aren't you know, that great, but I still think should be good enough as a group to not be fighting relegation. And maybe because actually they, it is important to them and they do care they don't cope with the pressure and they don't have the experience. That's a good point, actually. I mean, there's no big personalities in that team, is there, really? Um, and, I mean, this has been addressed several times and um, I think t- last week Tony Thorpe was, was talking about um, at the captaincy and, you know, you don't, you don't necessarily need to be a captain to be a leader, which is, mm. which is as Clint Hill showed. But it seemed to be bereft of, of anybody who's, who's um, you know, G and everybody They just up. all seem like nice lads. Yeah, exactly. But, but there's no prima donnas in the team. And then nice lads probably won't cope particularly yeah, exactly. well with that. So with we pressure, almost need a bit pressure. of a balance, which we don't have. Need Sorry, a bit, bit of an arsehole or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm free if they want to play. Well. Um, <laughs> the, the thing is, as well, that we... We still have spent money, though, even by championship standards, yeah. even because it's not premiership standards, but well, of course it isn't, but we still have spent money. Have we spent it wisely, unwisely? Is this um, revolving door to continue? Well, what I was going to say before you asked that was that we don't give anything very long, do, you, do we? I mean, Holloway's already saying after six games, I've tried everything. So, like, well, why not try something for a period for a of... Weeks. Yeah. You know, yeah. we don't okay. give managers very long. We don't give strike combinations very long. We don't give a defence very long. Um just you know this whole idea that the solution is a player who's currently not being picked off we pick Shadipo everything will be fine if we pick Sandro everything will be fine if we change the manager everything will be fine how long are QPR going to have to be this fucking shit before mm. we stop this you know oh we're only one player away we're only oh we change the manager the manager's an idiot director of football's an idiot how long is this going to continue Liam is um, we love it collective it has to be. I mean, there's, but the trouble with QPR, I find that no one takes blame. No, we don't really know who's bringing the players in. Still, we don't know who's signing players because everyone said, "Well, it wasn't actually me; it was him." Yeah, he's gone, so you can't talk to him. And we don't really well, know. Hasselbank said it was a collective, didn't he, when he came on here? Yeah, um, but then, and which is which is other people have said. So you know, he'll identify the when it was Hasselbank, he'd identify the player, but he'd have to or get the position tick, perhaps. Well, and he'd have to get ticks from Les, from Lee, who's. But he said he wouldn't. There wouldn't be anyone signed that wasn't his. No, I think this, uh, and I think that is the right the right system. I mean, if it all goes to to hell this season, you've got to start questioning the people that are involved in that system. But the previous two managers we had here basically were given a blank check and just you know off you go, like yeah. Redknapp and Hughes, and look how that ended up. You end up with oh, no. you end up with agents involved. You end up with them buying their mates. You end up with ridiculous contracts being given out. You end up with players signed without medicals because Harry says he's all right and all of that. We've done that for years. Luke. So I like the I, you know, the system with a director of football and a chief executive and a manager or head coach or whatever all working together to sign players is important and is the right one and a good one. What, you know, like I say, if it all goes to hell this year, you have to start questioning all the people in that system. But I don't think the system's a problem. Well, well yeah. The, I also don't think it's a problem that we don't know whether the player's the manager's choice or Les's choice or whatever. It's a collective. They've said it's a collective. Okay, but the, 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 there is a... Someone has to say it. 
you could say that when Les took on the role, we were Premiership with 20 games to go, and now we're at the foot of the Championship. Is that progress, or is it how bad things were that he's got such a mess that it's so long, so difficult? Not to be a politician about it, but do you think, you know, if Les hadn't come in, we would have stayed up that year with that Harry Redknapp team that gave away all its away games? I don't, you know. Do you think he would have brought in the boy Crouchy that January and everything would have been okay? I don't. I think we would have no. spent another 50 million quid and ended up exactly where but we are But was Ramsey the right choice? Probably not. Okay. No. I could see the boy Crouchy coming in in January. Oh my gosh, right? I was thinking that exactly yeah. yesterday. But I'm not... But it <laughs> might not be not, a bad... A little, short, a, a little short... It was a moment yeah. of a, what, what we were just saying we don't want. I was having that moment last night and I said exactly that. Oh, yeah. maybe if we just had Crouch, we just stuck just a few goals, just that's all we need. But, but, you know, a little short-term, six-month yes. loan for the end of this... Because we, we need, need to find sort of six in. or seven wins. And he is a big character in more ways than one. And I think he would... But I think he would be... He would lift the dressing room And one of our major problems at the moment is when the ball goes forward everyone's very short yeah so we could actually do with some height yeah. there's a guy there's a guy on loan at Blackburn at the minute from Southampton Sam Gallagher yes. and they're talking about recalling Southampton talking about recalling him in January because they've got a bit of a striker injury crisis yeah if they were subsequently if they buy another striker in January willing to loan him out again he's absolutely ideal for everything we need he's got 10 goals in a crap side but we need, you know, all the. Long... Is that quite like providing him service? Is he having to plough lone furrows to get Mate, the goals? He's got some. He's got some real nice goals. He's yeah. a good player, but you know, the second half of the season, all this long-term planning is all right. But we need to find now six, seven wins no, we from do. somewhere I mean, pretty we... quick. So if it needs a loan, I agree with you. you know, I agree. I mean, can, it, can, it, can I just make something clear? By the way, yes, I wasn't blaming Les. I was having a discussion. So I'm not saying I personally blame Les Ferdinand or I blame. Oh, you definitely were, Fanny. You can. I don't think anyone was saying you were. Balanced on this chair tonight, and I will not allow my own opinion to come in, which is fine. Right, we're playing Brighton next, as we all know. Um, (laughs) I watched them the other Friday. There's absolutely nothing to worry about whatsoever. They're they're an absolutely ridiculous team that will never score in a million years. And we're going to go to a phone call for someone who's actually working for Brighton but used to wear a magic hat for QPR. Yes, we're getting Kevin Gallon back on because he's going to cheer us up. Right, Kevin, uh, thanks for coming on um, your favourite podcast yet again. And um, I, I understand from sources that you're, you're working for Brighton these days. That's right, yeah. yeah. Uh, scout for Brighton. Can you, can you tell us how you we're going to get on down there? And if you have to lie, please do. Well, <laughs> gonna be, uh, it's going to be tough, tough game because Brighton are, are in really good form at the moment, and uh, even when they uh, haven't really played the greatest, they still can pick up wins. Uh, so it's going to be tough for QPR, really, because of the way you know we've been playing of late and haven't really been scoring any goals. Okay, the last you time, know, it's one. Sorry, it's one of those sorry, times where you know sometimes. Um, the game where you're really expected not to get anything out of, there's a possibility that chance that you that you do, and obviously um, QPR, we were desperate to win. So yeah, uh, I mean you can't keep losing every week. I mean you got to, your, your luck has to change at one stage. Kev, sorry to interrupt you earlier. Um, I, I was just going to say the last time you were on the podcast a few weeks ago, we just appointed Ollie Birch was on his way. It was all sunshine and happiness, and yeah, we're all talking about how, yeah. we, how it was going to lift the club. I mean, we, we, it certainly worked after the first game, but the last five have been a bit of a mess. I mean, is there anything that you can see looking from afar you can put your finger on? Well, 
the main the main thing really. I mean, I've I've, to, I've gone to the last two uh, two games, the last two home games, and I think the, the the one thing I can say is we just haven't created any chances, and we don't really look like we're going to score at the moment. And to get results, obviously, that has to change, and it has to change very quick. Um, we really yesterday we, we played all right in the middle third and passed it along the back quite well, but. At the end of the day, you've got to create chances. You've got to get the fans off their feet. And we, uh, and, uh, we haven't really done it at the moment. So we need to start creating some chances. And there's a difference between, you know, just chances. But you need to create big chances where you think, well, you should have scored there. And there wasn't any of that in the last two games where I could put my finger on and say, well, he should have scored there or he sh- should have done better there and should have done so- this, that. Those chances, those big chances, haven't been created, and and obviously that's uh, a factor in, in losing games. Kev, are you surprised with uh, with how Ollie's gone about it, the system he's tried to set up, and how how bold he's been coming in sort of mid season? You know, would did you think he was going to do it differently? No, because the last two clubs that he's been at, at Blackpool, he's uh, played sort of a similar system, and at Millwall as well, he played with the one up front. Um, I wasn't surprised one bit. Uh, um, I was. I have been surprised that he's played Connor Washington up front on his own because I just don't think that's a role that's suited to him. So I don't know what's. Um, we just don't know what's going on behind the scenes with uh, Poulter and Silla. But it's been very uh, it's sort of. I was surprised that he would have played uh, Washington up front ahead of those two. So yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a strange one. But you know. Maybe against Brighton, he might even go with Washington up front, maybe to hit on the counter-attack because um, he's more mobile than the other two. But, you know, it's a difficult one to what he's going to do. But no, I haven't been surprised with the formation. Do, do you think, um, like, January, I mean, he's sort of been brought into uh, work with the players he's got, that's what they said. But as it's, you know, five straight defeats going into January, starting to look at relegation zone, do we, you know, do we expect... Do you expect that he'll be looking in January now um, and what he'll be looking for? Well, I, I definitely think he'll be looking to um, to get some players in if he can, if there's funds available. Um, yeah, that's for sure. I think he'll be desperately after um, another striker. Uh, also, there might be a chance, maybe an out-and-out winger who actually can, can get the ball and go past someone on the outside and put some crosses in. But I would expect a striker, definitely, because uh, one thing or another, the, the three strikers that we've got haven't really hit any form all season. So that's, that's, that's a difficult one. And if you look at all the, the good teams, all the teams in the, in the championship, who are doing well, they've got got someone who can put the ball in the back of net. And Bright is a prime example with Glenn Murray. He just seems to be getting in the box at all times. And the ball keeps falling, and he looks like he's desperate to score every game, and and he's, he's scored so many goals this season. I thought you were going to cheer us up. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing his best. I mean, I've got a few ideas because um, we obviously need your help with this next game, and you are our man on the inside. So, just wondering if there's anything you could do, like fire alarms in the night with the Brighton team, um, super glue, feeding them some really daft information, just generally fixing it. Is there anything you can do? Because I think we need. Help. Now. Dodgy kebab shop. 
Well, I'm the man. I, sorry, I missed a little bit. Who said I'm the You're man? You're our on the man inside? on the inside here to, to well, sort I'm, us out I'm for this well game. Out, I'm, on, I'm on the outside. I'm just looking in and seeing what you guys are, are watching and what everyone else is uh, watching. Um, I've got nothing on the inside, unfortunately. Sorry. <laughs> so there's, there's no way you can get into the Brighton changing room um, just to be mischief. Feed them a dodgy lasagna or no, something. I'll Take their watching, laces uh, out of their boots. I'll be anything. Watching, to be honest, I don't. When I go on a Saturday, I go and watch other teams and other players, really. So I don't actually, I haven't actually seen Brighton live at all this season, it's, it's, only on the TV. So it's a, I would. It's all right. They're not that much, good. I wouldn't know much I'd, about, but just as what you guys see on the TV as well. But, but Kev, if if there is a Christmas do to be had, I know their chairman lives local to Barnet. Um, I know a really bad kebab shop in Barnet. You can take him to. <laughs> Yeah, well, I know, I know, another one as well. But exactly, big man. Exactly. Probably the same one. I think it's it is. Gonna be, it's going to be a tough game. Yeah, uh, Brighton such a good run, uh, good run at the moment, and they're obviously thinking, you know, we, if they keep this up, they're going to get promoted, and QPR need to get a win desperately as, as soon as possible, as quickly as possible. So it's going to be a tough game, but don't uh, don't ever be surprised in football about anything. Anything can happen. If you're if you're scouting for Brighton, Kev, I mean, uh, I'm, I take it you haven't been sent to Loftus Road yet this season. And if you have, <laughs> is there anybody that you think would would, would be good enough to uh, to get into the Brighton team? <laughs> what <a> question that is? <laughs> well, what's your favourite single? The goalkeeper Alex Smith. Yeah, yeah, it's really impressed me this season. Yeah. Um, his shot stopping has been as good as anyone's, uh, and obviously, you know. You know, I was sitting next to my brother Joe yesterday when Villa got the penalty, and I said, "Jerry, will save this," and he did. Yeah. And I was yeah. just one of those where you were expecting him to save, and he kept us in the game. He, he made a really, really good save in the second half as well. I think from Codger down to his right, and he tipped it around the post. So yeah. he's been—I think—he's really has been the shining light um, at QPR this season. Has been excellent, and uh, yeah, I, I dread to think, you know. The situation might be a little bit even worse without yes, him because, definitely. I mean, even like at the Fulham game, he saved the penalty in the first few minutes, which was, you know, these these these, um, these saves he's making uh, so at times are game changers. So I think he's made one mistake this season and uh, the rest of the time he's been absolutely uh, outstanding. So, you know, if you pick one player at QPR who's, who's been consistently played really well, it's, it's Alex Smithy. So, yeah, you know, I you've mean, got to say congratulate his player of the year. So he'll be if he doesn't get player of the year already, I don't know who will. It'd well, be I think a even very, if he's uh, surprised, even if he's sold in January, he'll get player of the year. I think, I mean, and that's the fear for me. He's yeah. he's our one sellable asset, um, and if anyone's going to go, because obviously we're still. I mean, a lot of lot of people on the forums on Facebook are saying, you know, Tony needs to open the checkbook again, blah blah blah. But we're still under this FFP. I know it's sort of been a longer wait than the Stone Roses' second album. We, we, we are mm. still apparently under it, so we can't just go out and sign players willy nilly. And presumably, if he wants to get players in, he'll have to sell players. And Smithies would be top of the list. Yeah, I mean, I mean, um, regarding getting players in, I would say we'd like to uh, get some out, and that's the. That's the difficulty as of any football manager in any football club is is you know when players are on two two or three year contract deals how do you get them out and it's, that's the difficult one in, in in football is getting players you don't want in your squad out of the club so you know it's, it's a big job at the moment but we just we just need to um, 
just get that elusive win and just to, you know, really just obviously for the for the whole club, the team and the fans because the fans need a bit of a boost at the moment. I've against Derby, I was I was very surprised with sort of the atmosphere. It was one of the the the, the quietest I've ever seen Loftus Road for a long time. There was nobody there. Well, yes, that, it was amazing. It was point. amazing. It was like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. So, that, I mean, that, that you know, if you in games, the, the, the punters come back, don't they? Mm. The thing is, I, I, I've said it before, we are suffering from home defeat fatigue. Um, the worst home records I can remember for years, the last three or four seasons, and it's certainly affecting people. But, never mind all that, it's Santa time. <laughs> yeah. S- so, Kevin, well, look, to get sorry. the crowd going, Paul, you need to. Sometimes it's always a case, and when I when we played and I played down at QPR, the manager would always say, or every manager, we'd all the players would say to each other, you know, do we get the crowd going or does the crowd get the players going? So it's a bit of both. I, I do think if you know the, the players show willing with a good run or even a, a good tackle, that gets the crowd going, and, and both feed off both. So it's a bit of both, really. No. What are you buying everyone for Christmas that listens to the podcast? Well, am I buying them? <laughs> yes. <'Cause... laughs> I'm buying them nothing. <laughs> Shocking. But have you, have you got a, a, a message for the person that's still listening to the podcast after all these weeks where we keep losing? Anything at all for Christmas cheer? Just keep supporting, lads. Keep supporting. It will turn. It will turn eventually. Yeah, just keep supporting because there's nothing worse because you know you've been on bad runs, losing games, your confidence dips. But if you've got your fans behind you, that's that's the main thing, and it, it can give you that extra boost, and uh, it can be that extra point. It can be like that a twelfth man. And QPR, when it's rocking, it's a great place to play football, one of the best. So it's a great stadium because it's so close to the pitch, and the fans are very passionate. So keep supporting because the, at the moment the players need need that support very much. Yep. Kev, I was just talking about Christmas. I mean, I remember I think a couple of years ago you came on, but talk us through the Gallon Christmas again because it was quite entertaining when you when you boys get together. That was Steve. Was that Steve who was yeah, down? Yeah, yeah, He slaughtered him. Uh, he said it, you don't yeah. bring you don't send cards, you don't bring presents, and you turn up miserable. No, well, <laughs> first two were right. Don't turn up miserable. <laughs> uh, no, we'll, uh, I'll go down. I'm going. To, I'll be at my mum's because I'll turn it with my wife's um, parents. So I'll be down in that. And we'll probably go to the pub for a few beers, all of us, all three of us, and my brother-in-law have a few beers, then go back, have dinner. My uh, my, my two sisters will be there, Joe and Steve. I think, yeah, this is the first time Joe will be there fully, I suppose. He has not uh, got a game on Boxing Day for the last maybe eight or nine years. So Joe will be there, Steve will be there. Yeah, it'll be, be good fun. Always is. Well, have a really... And all the kids. Sorry. There'll be about 20, 25 there, I'd say. Blooming heck. So, wow. I mean, what, what do you sort of get up to? Do you play charades or play games or... Take over a small country? <laughs> we might start playing. The only problem is if we start playing, like we've often sort of played... Ends fight. If you start beating Steve, it, it sometimes turns up in, in a rumble. So sometimes <laughs> I just back out of it. There's no point playing because it always just ends in tears. So sometimes... <laughs> The last few years, he's asked me to play some games. I've just said, Steve, I'm not playing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, Kevin, from everyone on the podcast, thank you for supporting the podcast this year and everything you've done for QPR and the podcast and for coming on. You've been a great guest yet again. 
and have a great Christmas, big Happy man. Christmas. Merry Christmas. All Merry the Christmas, best, Kevin, mate. Cheers. No worries, Happy big Christmas. man. Happy Christmas. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. 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 So a couple of quick things off that. Mm. What about what he's doing with... No, no. So, I mean, obviously, Alex Smith is, you know, shut the gate on the player of the year. Like you say, even if he leaves in January. Yeah. We did a thing in the pub on Saturday about Premier League teams that would actually be improved by having Alex Smithies in goal and got to about eight of them, I think. Really? Including some quite high up. I think I think he's better than the keeper at Everton, for instance. They've yeah. got Stecklenburg in goal. I'd take Smithies over Stecklenburg. Yes. So I reckon there's a, a Bournemouth, another great example. They would be massively improved by it. So theoretically you get an offer for Smithies in January mm. and it wouldn't be very much because he's only got 18 months in his contract and uh, goalkeepers don't go for very much money but let's say we get offered two and a half three three and a half million for Smithies in January do you sell him uh, even though he's been brilliant because our second choice goalkeeper Matt Ingram is also brilliant mm. and reinvest it immediately in the striker I don't think he'll have a choice I think once a player gets a sniff at a Premier League club or sniffing around them then they'll be gone um we probably won't have a choice, that, you know. You, you won't, you can't play an unhappy goalkeeper. Mm. So, I but I mean, he might want to hang on to the end of his contract or whatever. But I'm just saying, theoretically, would you rather as keep Smithies because he is keeping us in games at the minute? I'd or keep would you him. Rather no question. Them? No, I've been thinking about this all day, and I, you know, the question of whether he wants to go is obviously up there. But I still reckon there's, like we've done in the past, there's a, a conversation to be had, stay till the end of the season and then we'll support you and get you the best deal that we can type thing. But I would not get rid of him because I think the difference is, is huge potentially. Oh, and given, the, the, given our goal difference is pretty poor anyway and the situation we're in, we cannot... And I do think Ingram's great too, but I would, no question, I'd keep him if it was physically possible but to. But if, if you're in Everton or... Middlesbrough. I'm amazed Palace. he hasn't had offers from these sort um, of clubs anyway. It makes sense to go for him, to be fair. Yeah, but I mean, the amount of money we would get, like Clive said, is not going to buy us. You know, it's not well, going to get Washington us. And Austin, didn't we? But it's uh, more than we get at the end of the season. Yeah, because, because his contract's his contract ticking, is ticking down, down, down now. So you have yeah, to think exactly. about that as but well. It's, but it's if what you actually think you would get with that money. That's go- is, is it going to be a striker for the, that amount of money that's going to make that much difference? Great point. Because Washington, well, I mean, Washington costs what, us two and a half million. We use today's loans, perhaps, because it would. I think, think loans. loans st- I think we need loans. Like, I mean, Kevin mentioned the guy Gallagher. There's the guy at Bristol City. that's smashing in goals. Uh, so there's, you know, I, I put on today and something. Someone said oh, you need to spend ten million pounds for a striker in the championship. I don't think you do. I think if you're clever with a loan, and but you have we, to be cle- you have to be clever with loans. But the thing, is, those loans don't come free. Don't think that Bristol oh, City God, got no. Abraham for free. No, no, no. You know, and strikers, because of Newcastle, because of Villa, strikers do cost 10 million in the mm. championship now. So, Gemma's point is a good one. You, we would only get like two and a half, three million for Smithies because of his contract situation, his position. So, what could you actually buy for that? But I'm just saying, we have a good second choice goalkeeper. If they did get a sniff of a striker for two and a half, three million quid, would you do it? Well, as Paul said, you might not have much choice if, he's, if his head's turned. If people, yeah. you know, let's There's face no suggestion it. of that. And I don't think anybody would begrudge if he, if, if he did go, if he got an offer from a decent Premier League club. Yeah. And I think there was, wasn't there something a few months ago about him being quite homesick and wanting yeah, to get back up north? Yeah, that was refuted. But okay. Yeah, but yeah, the, that story did go around. I'm sure so, it would depend massively on the club because I can't, I mean, the way, he certainly isn't giving off any vibes of no. being anything else. No, not completely. at all. If I was Bournemouth, I would be crawling on my hands <laughs> and knees over broken glass to buy him. But then January. would he Alice. want to go to, I mean, I could see him wanting to go to, you know, the Everton's of this world or a big club. Would he want to go to a club potentially that he's worried about? I know. Not Bournemouth, I don't think Bournemouth would be really. I mean, no, Bournemouth's I really specific, but I know the point. Yes, I think I think it would be to go if he knows he can go anyway in the summer. 
would he go for a club that's... And it's the Austin thing all over again, yeah, isn't it? I'm not totally. going to sign a contract and I'm not going to take a deal yeah. now that yeah. it so will be worse than the one I get in the summer. So the issue yeah. would be to get the centre contract now. But why would he? I don't know. Why would he, Paul? He, you know, we had this discussion over Austin. Why on earth would he? He can have his pick he of won't. clubs. And actually, I think, no, gonna, I think we, we accept he's oh, going to go. I I'll mean, tie myself to QPR, who might be in League One, or I'll wait for my deal to yes. end. I've done really well here, and then I can go where the hell I like. Yeah. I sort of see where Gemma's coming from as well, because if we're only going to get two million for him in January, we, we might get one million for him. Is it, is it, is it worth keeping him for the sake of a, of a million? Clubs? We said all this about Austin, and pe- like people still give the club stick over Austin. Austin steadfastly refused to sign a contract because he knew it. He was worth. Yeah, he yeah. knew what would happen when his yeah. contract was up. But lots of people would say after the playoff final, he wouldn't have signed. He well, we definitely wouldn't have signed. But was he offered one? Though? Probably. I not. don't know. Well, we're not going to go up, so he's never going to stay. But but the difference in those few goals could be the difference for us that he might. Say, the po- the positive think. is we've got an amazing second choice goalkeeper as well. It's yes. really random. We've got like two of the best yeah, goalkeepers. Yeah. In the Before we go to the R's end of the show, I want to talk about Anua. That was the second thing. We're going to say talk about Anua. Well, he got the thing that Kev said, the thing that Kev said about the <laughs> yes. crowd Sorry, and who, on. you know, who gets who going, because the newer went over at full time. <gasps> yes. Yeah, see? So, see, there's, you know, there's method in the madness. He went over at full time on Saturday and uh, called someone out in Ellerslie Road. Um, when you say calling them out, do you mean for a chat? They'd been having a go at him during the game. Um, he went over and basically literally called him out he came down the front they had a bit of a barney oh so you know is that I mean if you look on the Facebook that is despicable behaviour from the QPR captain he should be stripped of the captaincy oh my god I quite like the fact he's doing he that he should have been stripped of the captaincy immediately quiet. this person pays his money and should be allowed to say what yeah. he likes depends on what was said if you look on our <laughs> message board this guy apparently has been yelling at Anua for about two years now <laughs> and Anua finally snapped thank god for that to be honest I was behind Eric Cantona with a kung fu kick so I'm all for him calling him out for a chat pick, That's pick fine. the bones out of that and I think that lays, you know the fact that the, the chief is quiet and never says anything then you know it must have been really irritating <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think if he's been having a go at him for two years yeah um, hey they could spend Christmas together him. sort it out I don't think the trouble with New is I think that he leads by example and he's I mean he did one really bad thing yesterday that I, I remember which was heading the ball down to the forward which he does at least once a game um, he's not playing well no he's not playing but then no one's playing well I mean Perch is struggling Anu is struggling Lynch we're dragging down to our level um, we started off well Bidwell I mean but these were good players I mean it, it, this, it must be something in the water must have, but but, I'm but, fed but, up with this bloody curse of ours where if you haven't scored for 15 games, then <laughs> here you are, have, have a couple. If you haven't scored forever... Like the, what's I was waiting name? for Agbon Lahore to score. The, go, what's his name for Sunderland? Never scored a goal. Yeah. Have two. I mean, I just want for one occasion to, to say we're going to Brighton. We haven't beaten them, for example. We haven't beaten them, you know, whatever games. And, 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 and finally, we're just going to say, well, Sonic, well, let's, let's do it. We're gonna, we, or they yeah. haven't beaten us for whatever. Yeah. Which side of the fence are you on, though? Footballers are professionals and should know better, or footballers are humans, you should lay off them. Or supporters are supporters, they should support. Or supporters have paid their money, they should be allowed to say what they like. I think it so depends what was said. So depends. If if he's walked over there and gone... Yeah. yeah. So just lay off. Leave, I think leave it. Footballers are human beings as well, you know. If somebody somebody at work, you know, is working on the second floor have been calling me or whatever for two years and I was like, oh, I can't be bothered. But eventually, everyone's got a breaking point, haven't they? Again, we don't know what was said. But, but it depends. Listen, it dep- I mean, I've I remember years and years and years ago we played Charlton, and Chris Paul was by the loft, 
and some fella said something really bad. I can't remember what it was. It wasn't anything dodgy. It was just really personal. Um, and Chris Paul went to throw the ball back into the crowd. Now, from the outside, that looked really bad, but I actually could hear what the fella was saying to him, and it was nasty. So, you know, sometimes players lose their cool because it's, it's some things... I'm not saying this guy's had anything foul. If he's just turned around and said, I knew you're not having a very good game, and I knew he's come out and said, right, I'm going to hound you at work for two years and see how you like it every day. I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting outside, outside yeah, for you, mate. Station, and I'm going to tell your boss how rubbish you are, and I'm going to make your life misery, and in your tea break, I'm going to hound useless at you. Then maybe that's a better way to go. Players maybe should follow us to work and tell us what they think of our performance at work. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I've got cherry outside. Oh, <laughs> can't leave. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm in the van. Yeah, the, 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 the key point is, what do we hope to achieve, whether it's aggressive criticism, over-the-top criticism, nasty stuff, by yelling at our own players? Right, racism stuff should be an instant ban. Right. But even again, yeah, of course, all of that. But yeah. what I'm saying, if you're, just, if you're just there going, oh, you're crap and newer, you, you know, whatever, over and over, what are you actually hoping to achieve by doing it? <laughs> Because it's, it's making an already difficult job at a difficult time have more al- difficult, isn't it? Have we always had escape goats? Have we always? Yeah, had we love yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or I'll do the club play. Get the, even even in, I'm trying to. Who was the scapegoat, Clive? When we were actually quite good at fleeced on this top club. Sometimes so everyone hated Mika, didn't they? Because Mika would come in every now and again. And to get the bloody, Simon Barker yeah, used Simon to be Barker, a scapegoat. Yeah, Simon yeah. Barker, people didn't like. De- Devon White, obviously. Yeah, Dominic Arthur. But Devon yeah. White sort of turned quickly from hate figure into cult hero. So he yeah. was just a comedy figure. Wasn't well, he? yeah. Before he we did go, score a few goals. I just hope you know yeah. what do we achieve by having a go? No, well, I'm, I'm obviously. I mean, the Buddha Gladwin. I find I glad- oh, ridiculous and unfair and silly. And he, you know, he's played seven games that guy. Seven games. Uh, I tell you one thing: Les Ferdinand wouldn't be the player he was if he stood at night QPR because he probably could be in an issue where he wasn't very good but came good he should be the shining example of any player having a bad time look at what Les did look at what Furlong did how you turn the crowd around how you turn your career around but before we go to the hours end of the show and the cleaner comes at me with a big brush um, <laughs> which I'm quite fearful from quite looking forward to my fault to, to be fair don't tell her but this is our last time here so we're moving after this anyway um, are we seriously in a relegation battle discuss of course we are yeah yes. I mean we're, we're yeah, yeah. We, we, we are now. We, we, I haven't seen the stats we must be bottom of the form table I mean yeah, five we are. of the last six yeah, we are. Um, the, the rot's got to stop sometime but I don't see it happening against Brighton somehow um, and then uh, what have we got coming up after that I'm sure Clive's uh, got it Wolves away New Year's Eve yeah it's a place to be mm-hmm. uh, Ipswich at home yeah and then looming large sort of start of February, Blackburn away, which is starting to look a bit six-pointery. New, Newcastle away, really looking forward to that. Things we're on such a crap run at the moment. You, I, I, you, well, we've had all the games we should have won now. So yeah. that, that's it, really. Well, but yes, at the start of the season, you look at games, you think, yeah, we could probably get a point there. We'll probably beat them. We'll do yeah. this. But now it's like, oh, Christ, I'm, interest, I'm not Chris, sure. We, yeah. How long are you support at QPR? Uh... How long? Yeah. Well, probably since I was four or five. Do you want to think back what you just said there for a second? Games we should win. <laughs> yes. No such thing. Oh, I see. Yeah, thank you. Yes, we got there in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Click for anyone yes. listening. That was a penny dropping. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think we're in the shit. And we need to stop <laughs> being shit. Um, and that's basically it, really. Um, right. No, but right. What's, what, what's, what's our hope? Football wise, and then we'll go into the. It's Gary Rower, according to most on the Twitter. That's the great white hope. The man that's already turned us down twice. Yeah. 
Oh. That, that, that's faintly ridiculous. I mean, you know. Here's the second was ridiculous. Zola. I mean, that is, that is, that is <laughs> absolutely that is ridiculous. They, I mean, they'll go on a plummet now. Yeah. But, you know, again, this attitude that the great solution is just one more player, one more manager. Gary Rowett, you know, the sacking at Birmingham is ridiculous. Mm. But the Birmingham fans that we know all were saying the same things about him that we were saying about Hasselbank. Oh, okay. oh, it's quite functional, but it's 4 2 3 1. It's quite dull to watch. It's not very attacking. Yeah. You know, be careful what you wish be for. Be careful what you wish yeah, for, absolutely. kids. It's really exciting relegation. <laughs> so, I mean, going back to that, I mean, that, and the other, the other um, chat on the boards and likewise has been, would we have been relegated under Hasselbank? Not that we're being relegated at the moment. Would we be in this not position yet. then? Give it a go. Under Hasselbank. I hate the state's great, isn't I mean, it? it was. I mean, we were on a bit of a downward spiral when he left, which is he know. never recovered from Newcastle in my book, and I don't think he was ever going to recover from Newcastle. Agree with Finney, Jesus. I, <laughs> I also think, I mean, for me personally, I was not under any illusion when he left that suddenly. Well, I didn't think there was going to be some dramatic change. Same players. Mm. I, the, the difference for me was that we're a crap club playing very badly, and we would have a manager that cared really cared that we were playing badly and that would the the only difference I really expected was the passion that there's an element that if it gives you a few extra percent to the players when you've got a manager who you know genuinely genuinely mm. wants everything for that club because we were never going to get a great amazing top-notch manager who's going to come scoop us off the ground and so I didn't expect any great miracle I just hoped maybe the bounce would last a little bit longer and that we would <laughs> actually half, than than half, than a half, half a game against Norwich <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and that we would that, that that sort of passion and desire to win will at some point make the difference that might just take us over the line that's really all I expected and I would still rather go down and be crap with someone that loves our club than someone that's wanting to go to Singapore for a speech. Ooh. Controversial. Oh, okay. Sorry. No. That's just my own puzzle. Agree well, with Gemma. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Gemma. I'm a right. Gemma. Right. When I come to the R's end of the show, this is where we talk about everything and anything. But I'm going to just make it too a wee bit easy and a, a more dictatorial, I suppose. There's your QPR wish and there's your non-QPR wish for next year. So starting with you, Mr. Charles, because you look nervous. Okay, um, I'm going to wish because the, the uh, this is a love for words themed answer here because there are um, other websites available in the arts. Other websites are available. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, the <laughs> moment Ted Hendricks on Love for Words says <laughs> we stink of relegation is normally the time that we're guaranteed. Yeah, to that's go men down. and chil- uh, women and children in the lifeboats. Yeah. By the way, yeah. Ted, yeah. Ted so. nice brilliant. Been, I've been monitoring, you know, not you know, just reading various posts, and he's been on, and he said a few things, but he, he hasn't uttered that phrase yet. If he utters that, I am going to be seriously worried. Ted is so my wish fella. is, Ted, don't don't say that just yet, mate, you know, because otherwise I know we're doomed. Um, yeah. He's also a great blog, by the way. Yeah, no, thoroughly absolutely. Thoroughly brilliant Absolutely, blog. yeah. Yeah, he's fantastic, he's fantastic yeah. Um, and sorry, what was the other one? It was QPR wishes and your wishes non-QPR for 2017. Well, peace and goodwill to all men and women. Oh, no, I think the opposite. I'll do mine in a minute. Yeah. Um, Um, Sorry, Kevin. Yeah, I mean, oh, oh, by the way, yeah, while we're on that that theme, I've got a little present for you, Paul. Um, I haven't managed to wrap it. I I shouldn't say this in my accent, but is it ticking? Uh, It's not not ticking. There you are. I feel generally that this is me opening up something. It's in a really good blue bag. Free from mince pies. Gluten gluten free mince pies. Gluten free mince pies. There you go. Oh, lovely. I'm generally Give us a big kiss, you soppy bastard. Yeah, well. While that's going on. Yeah. Minced pied up for Christmas. Clive. Uh, well, uh, QPR wishes the opposite of your peace and goodwill <laughs> thing because uh, if we have a war, then the league gets suspended. 
No. You know about the assassination of the Russian diplomat. Well, whatever, whatever causes it, we seem to be accelerating towards it. If we could accelerate a little bit more yeah. before May, then that will get us out of it, wouldn't it? A war. Then Christ, that was different than Titanic. You. Head for the ice. Uh, non QPR wish. Two changes to rules. Uh, one. Uh, that thing where the goalkeeper can take the goal kick from whatever side he likes. Oh, <laughs> yes. That would have cured all of that nonsense that went on on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, can you imagine if you just said, well, oh, we've got a left-footed corner taker, so we're going to take all our corners from over there. It doesn't work. But goal kicks, you can take it for wherever you like. So we had to pay, pay, like, put up with that Birmingham goalkeeper being an absolute knob for the last 10 yeah. minutes. walking around. So that and short corners. I used to say this should be a bookable offence. Villa uh, goalkeeper, you mean? Villa goalkeeper, yeah. yeah. The, I uh, didn't want to correct him because it was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. But uh, short corners, I previously said this should be a bookable offence. I now think it should be a red card and you forfeit all of your corners for the rest of the game. Fantastic. All right. Thank you, Clive. And Merry way, Christmas. You, <laughs> and Clive, thank you for being on the podcast this year. Be yes. The, yeah. <laughs> Jebba? Um, I'll stay up, the only wish. I just really don't want to go down. And your non-QPR wish? Not repeatable. Excellent. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> It could involve bloody dominoes. You don't know. So you could be one to be the dominoes champion of the world. You don't know that. We just presume that. Move on. I think that is repeatable, though. Yeah. Isn't it? Anyway, can <laughs> we just can I really quickly just mention Cherry's driving down the motorway? Or are we not allowed to talk about that? You, you can. You Poor can lawyer. That. Poor lawyers had bad nights tonight. We have no money. This would be hilarious. <laughs> we even have to buy ask people for beer. So carry on. So if anyone that isn't on Instagram, I didn't see Cherry's or a lawyer account. <laughs> yeah. That he decided on the kind of I'm not that technical Snapchat feature of Instagram where you can put up a video that stays up for 24 hours he decided to film himself with his right hand in the outside lane of the motorway driving down I couldn't see which motorway as he passed overtook some people and one hand on the wheel one hand on the phone and I got a bit of a shock and (laughs) thought that was probably really not a sensible thing to put on Instagram on your official no but I can't beat that I wasn't seen a woman I just no reason why I said that woman, but the person, sorry, um, with her laptop <laughs> driving, drinking coffee, and having a fag. But did she play for QPR? Oh God, no. Well, well she might play for the Liddy's team. I don't know. I'm presuming she didn't. Fly on the wall for your conversation with Fraser on the phone tomorrow. That. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I think it may involve you being replaced by a puppet. Um, You're not having those two on again. Yeah. Um, right. My my hours end the show. That not that anyone's interested. And my message of everything is for QPR to stop being shite and win some freaking games and not get really good again because I hated getting really good at Huddersfield that time and gone into what was then Division 2 I cried my eyes out I'm too old to cry I've had enough tears I want hope I want inspiration I want passion back at Rangers and I want to see everyone happy and this whole thing to be just a horrible Ewing Dallas type <laughs> he's off thing. Yeah. And he's we, off and running <laughs> we wake up and it's all been perfect and Johnny Burns back out there and Ian Stewart and Alan you know, we just some hope some inspiration some wonderful things to happen I'm sick of shite it's just a minute I'm just sick of shite sick 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 of shite right. Finney running well, around South Africa Road we all Africa wake Road. up with Bobby Ewing in the shower on New Year's Day Finney well, running around South Africa Road pointing at people shouting be happy <laughs> yeah I understand there's some irony in that i just saying the other my, my, my non-QPR wish is two, 2016 it's been a terrible year and it's been awful so I want more love less hate no more homophobia no more racism no more hatred and everyone to call you Pinny let, let, <laughs> you were told that in the strictest confidence um, for anyone who didn't know when I was young I couldn't say my name properly so I called myself Paul Pinny <laughs> anyway 
This has been probably the worst podcast we've ever done. I thank everyone who's still listening. You really should have given up years ago and gone for the Razor Blades of Valium. But hey, you're still there. Have a wonderful Christmas. Thank you for supporting this podcast. Thank you for everything you do for this podcast. Thank you for even downloading this podcast. Thank you for everything. Please keep listening. It will get better. We will stop being shit. Merry fucking Christmas, everyone. Come on. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. UPR. UPR. This one right there.